0: Nothing says America like our first two stories today, which involves someone intentionally crashing a plane for clout, and a seemingly harmless company selling a drink that could kill you. Hell yeah! USA! USA! and I want the lemonade that kills you! And that's not all, because we also have updates on some of our dumbest criminals that our country has to offer. Jacob Wall and Martin
1: Shkreli. What year is it, 2017?
0: (laughs) It's obviously a little bit strange that we're naturally getting a bunch of these loose ends all tied up as the actual year itself comes to a close, but we will embrace this kind of serendipity whenever we can find it. So let's start out with an update on what some could argue was clout chasing on a level we'd never even seen before, and an activity which is now sending the influencer involved straight to prison. Oh, so pranks are illegal now? I guess so. <laughs>
1: we can't do pranks with airplanes? That's the message the universe is sending me I guess. these past few months. You can't do airplane pranks. It's illegal. And risk the lives of other people.
0: And potentially burning down. Acres and acres and acres Oh, of oh, now it's illegal to burn down a forest. God. I miss the old America. God.
1: So yeah, as a nice bonus to all the coverage regarding this case is that despite being an Olympic athlete, Trevor Jacob is now consistently referred to as a YouTube prankster when he's mentioned in the press, which mm-hmm. which might be the harshest punishment of all. No, you don't understand. I competed in Sochi. Sure you did, YouTuber. Yeah, uh, just all of his accomplishments reduced to dust. Mm-hmm. No, you're the YouTube prankster. The one who thought crashing a plane was a prank. <laughs> and a good one at that. Uh, so in case you need a quick refresh, just over two years ago, YouTube prankster Trevor <laughs> Jacob intentionally crashed a small plane over Central California while filming the entire thing as a publicity stunt for his channel, I guess. In the original video, Jacob was claiming that, oh no, the engine malfunctioned and that caused the plane to start falling from the sky. Oh my God, am I, Trevor Jacob, YouTube prankster, going to
0: die? Well, luckily, I've been wearing this
1: uh, parachute the entire time. So, yeah, he just ditched the plane and parachuted safely to the ground. Whew. Not only did he not die, but wow! Once I get to that crash site and get all get, those GoPers. get those memory cards. Well, that's content, baby. Uh huh. So viewers, pilots, journalists, and pretty much everyone else—they were immediately mm, a bit skeptical of Trevor Jacob's claims. YouTube prankster Trevor Jacobs. Yeah. But the most obvious thing that stood out was, yeah, the fact that he
0: was wearing a fucking parachute for the entire video. That—that's just not something pilots do. No, especially like wearing it when, during takeoff. Yeah, that's. Like- I could almost maybe see someone having one in the small plane as a backup. Uh, Even that would be abnormal, but wearing it from the second you take off and then being like, oh, geez, oh, the engine went out.
1: It's just not something, like, I mean...
0: Pilots immediately were like, this doesn't happen.
1: Right, because... When, when plane crashes happen, especially for planes that size, you're usually too close to the ground for any sort of parachuting situation yeah, yeah. to work. Unless, of course, you're wearing a parachute the entire time and ready to rip that cord.
0: Yeah, well, after he landed safely on the ground, while filming himself the entire time with GoPros and a selfie stick, obvious. Thank God we got the footage. Uh, Trevor Jacob hiked to safety after being spotted by locals. Uh, Shortly after that, and thanks to the help of someone with a helicopter, he located his crashed plane, towed the wreckage to a hangar at the airport that he had initially taken off from, recovered the footage of the crash from the GoPros that he'd attached to the plane, and then went about dismantling the wreckage before lying to the FAA about all of these activities in order to hinder their investigation. Well, I was done with the plane. What, Why would
1: anyone need to look at the plane? Illegal to destroy evidence? I'm, I'm recycling, buddy.
0: Not just destroy evidence, but uh, hide it. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, pretty suspicious. Meanwhile, his video racked up millions of views and, a, and massive amounts of criticism and accusations. And The last update we had on this guy was earlier this year when he admitted that, yeah, yeah, he did in cra- intentionally crash the plane in order to drive a ton of traffic to his YouTube channel. Is that a crime? Oh, we're getting word that it is. Shit.
1: So yeah, not only was that a crime, uh, but so was the Mm cover-up. From the LA Times uh, back in May, the pilot, Trevor Jacob, agreed to plead guilty Thursday to a felony charge of obstructing a federal investigation by deliberately destroying the wreckage of an airplane that he intentionally crashed in Santa Barbara County to gain online views, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office, Central District of California. I, I love it, the official verdict. He did it for views. <laughs> Literally <laughs> clout chasing. Uh, sir, you find you guilty of clout chasing. Yeah. Uh, According to the FAA, the plane crash was intentional and there was plenty of evidence to prove it. Jacobs installed cameras on the plane prior to flight, including one pointed at the propeller. He flew with a parachute on. He opened the pilot door before (laughs) claiming the engine had failed. Come on, Trevor! He did not attempt to restart the engine. Contact air traffic control or find a safe place to land. I guess the plane's going down. Good thing I'm wearing this parachute.
0: I'm not going to take any of the other steps that are trained to me, but I'm just going to jump out. I guess that's it. Yeah,
1: We're going down. The plea agreement states that in the weeks that followed, Jacob lied to investigators that he did not know the wreckage's location, when in fact he and a friend had towed the wreckage using a helicopter to Rancho Sisquak, then placed it in Jacob's pickup truck and took it to a hangar at Lompoc City Airport. Two days after the doomed flight on November 26, 2021, the National Transportation Safety Board began its investigation, according to the Justice Department. The FAA followed suit three days later. Jacob admits in the agreement that he then cut up and destroyed the airplane wreckage, then deposited the detached parts of the wrecked airplane into trash bins at the airport and elsewhere with the intent of obstructing the federal investigations. This is like when you murder someone and you cut up their body and, like, stash... There are different parts in different dumpsters but, but across if, the city.
0: But if you did that at the location uh, where it all started. Yeah. Where it's easily... like anyone, So many
1: steps here where he just didn't really think it all the way there's through.
0: There's like a mechanic working at this airport, like, Oh, weird, there's a bunch of plane parts shoved into garbage cans around well, here. Well, this is an airport. Probably nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, Trevor Jacob is now being sentenced, or he has now been sentenced for his crimes, and despite seeming like a pretty light sentence overall, It's certainly not nothing, and the fact that he's going behind bars in federal prison is actually surprising. Plus, like we said, he has the scarlet letter of being a YouTuber attached to him forever. Yeah,
1: first day he walks into prison, everyone's banging on the bars. Oh, we got a prankster
0: here! We got a YouTuber! Prankster! Oh, hello, prankster! Clout's not gonna pay the bills here in prison, bub. Uh, Anyways, here's uh, the update from LA Times' most recent reporting. An Olympic snowboarder, come on LA Times, who (laughs) deliberately crashed his single propeller plane on a flight from Lompoc to Mammoth Lakes to gain viewers for his YouTube channel, was sentenced to six months in federal prison for obstruction of justice. Trevor Jacob, 30, of Lompoc, pleaded guilty to one count of destruction and concealment with the intent to obstruct a federal investigation on June 30th admitting to destroying the wreckage of an airplane he intentionally crashed as a stunt to bolster his social media profile, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Central District of California. Your Honor, this man did it for clout. Yep. Dun-dun. It appears that Jacob exercised exceptionally poor judgment in committing this offense, prosecutors argued in a sentencing memorandum. Hey, it does appear that way, yes. Yeah. Jacob most likely committed this offense to generate social media and news coverage for himself and to obtain financial gain. Nevertheless, this type of daredevil conduct cannot be tolerated. I like how they almost pitched it as, as like, look, okay, this was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. <laughs> we what can all video. agree that it was cool, and he did succeed in getting the coverage, but it is, it's we can't tolerate it. When he
1: gets out, is he going to be... they they got to take away his flight privileges, right?
0: No, he should get into a plane and wave at everyone as he leaves the prison, and then he should attempt to fly over the Pacific Ocean in a single-engine Cessna.
1: Yeah, doing what no one has ever done since Amelia Earhart tried Mm -hmm. it over 100 years ago. Yeah. But no, really, like, are they going to let him fly again? I don't think
0: so. I don't think so, Elliot. Yeah, I
1: feel like this is, like, this is a, you know, you lose your license sort of
0: situation. You would hope. Uh, Six months in federal prison for intentionally crashing a plane and then hiding all the evidence of that. You know, at, at least it's something. And like we said back when this happened, he is actually very lucky that he didn't accidentally set half the state on fire with this stupid stunt.
1: Yeah, not a place you want to be. This was Lighting fires during one of
0: the worst drought years. Which is every year. Well, except for this year. Yeah, actually, this year not bad. Mm-hmm. But it, hey, things could have gone a lot worse. He should have
1: waited until 2023 when we weren't in a drought year. <laughs>
0: Everyone would have clapped. Hey, what's the where's the harm? What's the worst that could happen? I think it's pretty cool that he yeah. crashed his plane and then hit all the evidence. Hey,
1: listen, he might have done it on purpose, but that video, like, I was I was on the edge of my seat. Yeah. I thought I was about to watch a man die. But lo and behold, he's got that parachute already on. He's Luckily, got, he was wearing that parachute the entire time. He's already got the door halfway open the second the engine cuts. The, the like, funny wow. thing, too, is
0: like watching the video back and like seeing how uncomfortable it is for him to lean forward and fly that thing because he's wearing a fucking parachute. It's just yeah. like, that, no one does that. Trevor, you didn't think this one through. He did think it through. He's, he thought about all the views he was going to get.
1: His, his judgment was clouded by clout. Mm-hmm. Clouded. But moving on from people being punished for good reason to people being handed a death sentence for simply wanting to enjoy a cold, refreshing, fruity drink down at their local fast, casual chain restaurant where they got salads, they got soups, they got, bread. They got sandwiches, and they got the lemonade that fucking kills you. Uh-huh. Panera Bread. Now, this story initially popped up a few weeks ago. And let's get one thing straight really quick. This is, it's a tragedy. People have actually died No one is laughing at them. It's fucked up. Like, Mm -hmm. these people should still be alive. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we and others online simply find it just insane that a major restaurant chain was not only serving a lemonade that kills people, but in spite of all of the negative press, including the most recent strategy, uh, turns out, I guess they're still... Serving the lemonade that kills people? Uh, All they've done is add a little sign to it that provides a warning to customers. Warning! This is the lemonade that kills people. (laughs) Just letting everyone know. Just a heads up. Uh Uh-huh. So now that the story has gone viral, people are posting images and clips on social media that claim to show them consuming, (laughs) fucking, of course, them consuming the drink as a dare. Similar to the Grimace Shake challenge from earlier this year, except th- this drink actually does have a body count. Yeah, we were all goofing around with the Grimace Shake.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, this- the the Charged Lemonade was right there, actually killing people.
1: Yeah, this drink kills people, and like, not magically, it kills them through some very basic chemistry. That it is shocking that this national restaurant chain looked at that and said, "No, sounds good. Let's put uh, also, that. Let's keep it. Let's put that in the
0: section where you get unlimited refills." <laughs> Yeah, not even where you get them. It was included originally. This was one of the things that changed, but it was originally included on the all-you-can-drink menu. Oh, my God. Come get as many charged lemonades as you can handle.
1: How tough are you? This shit's, like, so wild to me because, like, I, you know, I've always been a caffeine fiend ever since I was. Ever since I was way too young to be drinking coffee, to be honest. But it's always just been regular home-brewed coffee. Yeah. Once all this energy drinks shit started happening, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you insane? People like, no, these I don't like, drink
0: coffee, I just drink, like, three tall cans of Monster every day. People are insane about that kind of stuff, but also the idea that you're, like, just sipping on a lemonade, it, it is very clearly something that you do not think will affect you as much as one of those uh, large energy drinks that tastes toxic. Yeah. It it tastes like what it's supposed to be. It it doesn't taste good for you or anything like that. Yeah,
1: like having the bubbles in like a Red Bull, it slows you down. You literally can't chug it. it. It's also (laughs) a very
0: unique taste where you're like, I'm drinking this for the purpose of being. It's not bad,
1: but clearly you're like, this is. It's like medicine. Yeah. (laughs) This is doing something. It's like how people develop, they develop a a taste for like nose drugs. It's not a good taste, but. You get Uh, used to it. You associate it with good times. The
0: other problem here is that, like, outside of this being overly caffeinated, it's a horrible drink in general because it's... If any Europeans are watching, this is not your standard lemonade. No, sir. This is water and sugar. Yeah. It's, It's not exactly a fruit drink by any stretch of the imagination other than there is fruit taste... I, I, I would say, comparatively, some sort very of, small
1: compared to I, the sugar I, and caffeine. I would assume at some point in the very long like, chemical supply chain that yeah. went into this, there are real lemons grown on a real tree. But yeah.
0: uh, We've included citric acid for that <laughs> lemony taste. Yeah. Oh. yeah, anyways, the drinks in question are the Panera Charged Lemonades, which have absurd levels of caffeine in them. Up to three times more in one serving than a 12-ounce can of Red Bull, to be precise. That's
1: insane, too, because, like, ti- like, 3 times like, three Red Bulls ounce? in one. Uh, no, that's, not, that's, a, the regular Red Bull is eight ounces. Yeah. And that one, like, I only get those when I'm, like, really, real fucking tired and, like, I just know that I, I gotta stay up for something. Yeah. I get the sugar-free eight-ounce one. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, and even like, then
0: I get the sugar-free
1: one. Yeah, the sugar-free eight-ounce Red Bull. The, the tiniest Red Bull. And after drinking that, I'm, like, good to go for, like, six hours. Yeah. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, and, and you're getting this in a gigantic drink where you don't think about how much you're drinking. Yeah,
1: we're talking, again, for Europeans, when, when you get a cup at a restaurant... Massive! ...that you can take to the soda fountain, uh, we're not talking, not talking a cup, like you, like you know it. Yeah. We're talking a, a, uh, a large bucket-like a bucket. receptacle. Yeah. <laughs> 32 it's... ounces, I don't know what that is in liters, but it's more than one liter for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, so... Um, if that wasn't ridiculous enough, the charged lemonades were also, as I mentioned earlier, part of a company-wide all-you-can-drink promotion at one point. No! And we're not sure about you, but if we were a customer at Panera, I simply wouldn't immediately assume that their lemonade products were filled to the brim with caffeine. That's a big, that's,
1: that's just it. It's heavily caffeinated lemonade is just not a thing. It's not a
0: concept anyone is familiar with. Nor, nor would anyone be familiar enough, the average person be familiar enough with, if you were looking at a caffeinated lemonade to understand just how much caffeine they were putting uh, into it, uh, like this, or how much is bad yeah. versus how much is good, because no one knows. I don't know the amount of milligrams that right. uh, is dangerous gotta versus do, not. You got to do like
1: the equivalents of cups of coffee or whatever. Yeah. I mean, th- but like yeah, this makes it's like no one would expect this in lemonade, as just as much as they wouldn't expect a caffeinated fucking French onion
0: soup. No. Yeah. So. <laughs> The signs, uh, there were signs on the lemonade dispensers that Did they have a skull and crossbones? No, but they pretty much do now with uh, the new sign that's out there. But anyways, the, the original signs they, on the lemonade dispensers, they did indicate the inclusion of caffeine. But again, you're relying on the average customer understanding how many milligrams of caffeine is overdoing it. The original death by lemonade case hit the press in late October after a 21-year-old University of Pennsylvania student named Sarah Katz suffered cardiac arrest and died hours after consuming the charged lemonade. And here's NBC News from a few weeks back. An Ivy League student with a
1: heart condition died after she drank Panera Bread's charged lemonade, a large cup of which contains more caffeine than cans of Red Bull and Monster Energy drinks combined, according to a lawsuit. Katz had a heart condition called Long QT Syndrome Type 1 and avoided energy drinks at the recommendation of her doctors, according to the filing. Katz bought a charged lemonade from a Panera Bread restaurant in Philadelphia on September 10, 2022, according to the suit. She went into cardiac arrest hours later, said her roommate and close friend, Victoria Rose Conroy. Quote, She was very, very vigilant about what she needed to do to keep herself safe, Conroy said. I guarantee if Sarah had known how much caffeine this was, she never would have touched it with a 10-foot pole. The charged lemonade was offered side-by-side with all of Panera's non-caffeinated and or less caffeinated drinks, and was advertised as a plant-based and clean (laughs) beverage that contained as much caffeine as the restaurant's dark roast coffee, according to photos of both the menu and beverage dispensers in the store, which were included in the wrongful death lawsuit. But at 390 milligrams, The large-charged lemonade has more caffeine than any size of Panera's dark roast coffee, the complaint says. Numbers that the nutrition facts on Panera's website confirm. It also has guarana extract, another stimulant, as well as the equivalent of nearly 30 teaspoons of sugar. (sighs) From sea to shining sea. Is Is it even sugar, though? It's probably corn syrup. Yeah. Yeah. High fructose corn syrup. This is also wild because, like, even before I, I became a lifelong caffeine addict, like one of my favorite drinks as a kid was lemonade. When I you go to the restaurant and yeah. stuff, so <laughs> there has definitely been like nine-year-olds just Mistakenly pounding getting this, this shit, or
0: their parents getting it by mistake, or yeah, some,
1: or doing it intentionally, which is bad kids... for them and also bad for their parents, yeah, who were hoping that eating a big, big sandwich would tire that kid out.
0: Nope, unlimited energy. Well. This week, a second lawsuit hit the company, sparking a wave of social media mockery and a worrisome amount of people who seem more curious than ever to try the lemonade that kills
1: you. This is so stupid because, like... Like, even if you don't die, most people won't. But having too much caffeine in your bloodstream is just... So unpleasant. Like they're going to have it is such anxiety a bad time. disorders.
0: Yeah. They're going to have uh, uh, extra stress on their heart. You're going to get worked up, ha- potentially have panic attacks. Yeah, you're going to feel like
1: shit for like the
0: rest of the day. Also, just drinking a sugary drink this large in general, like I'm not trying to tell you to like, I'm not trying to be a nutritionist or anything like that. It's just bad. It's not great, yeah. and you don't realize what you're consuming because it's liquid calories, and it's not great.
1: It, it is super weird that people just with every. It's just sugar water. With every meal, drink sugar water. Yeah, and look, I'm not hating. I, I have a. Was I, it
0: Bloomberg that tried to stop this in New York?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: He's like, look, but sixty-four also, ounces of Coca-Cola yeah, you, is
1: not good for you. You do have to remember that at the time, Seven Eleven was selling a literal bucket. Yeah, like uh, this fucking big. Yeah.
0: And people I, would just consume that all day long.
1: I, yeah, I don't think... I, like, the nanny state thing, I don't know, whatever. But, like, it's uh, it's just... It, it wouldn't be it an is, issue
0: if people, could, if people could take care of themselves. It over... is
1: wild that people drink sugary drinks, like, with every meal, just, like, throughout the day. Like, I, I, I've luckily never been into that. Like, the second, like, I started realizing that yeah. you can get fat, I was like, what are easy ways to avoid that? Stop it just like, sugar don't drinks. have fucking Pepsi with that's, every meal.
0: Yeah, well, that it used to be like a dessert item, and that's why when you look at, like, old Coca-Cola bottles from, like, decades ago, they're all eight ounces. Yeah. It was supposed <laughs> yeah. to be a treat.
1: They sell them every Christmas, the original size ones. They're these, that's like, weird
0: You just have, like, one of those a week.
1: Yeah, and, a also, and also, and that, they were the like, 90s, yeah, it's got, you know, it's got herbs and uh, tinctures. It's, uh, you know, doctors love it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then in the 90s, they were like, fuck it, it's the big slam. It's, you know, 30 ounces of... Uh, the standard is 20 ounces now. Yeah. Oh, it's the wild. big slam was a liter. It was the shack-sized Pepsi that kept, I was drinking that as a child. Yeah. No. Just blah 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 blah. It's wild. It's insane. Uh, anyways, here's the New York Times with more on the latest case. A Florida man died after drinking three
1: servings. Oh God, of a heavily caffeinated beverage from Panera Bread, according to a lawsuit filed against the company on Monday. It is the second lawsuit linking the beverage, charged lemonade, to a death. Dennis Brown, 46, died in October after suffering a cardiac event while walking home from a Panera bread in Fleming Island, Florida, according to the wrongful death lawsuit, which was filed by Mr. Brown's mother, sister, and brother in Superior Court in Delaware. In a statement on Tuesday, Panera said it stands firmly by the safety of our products. Panera expresses our deep sympathy for Mr. Brown's family, the statement said. Based on our investigation, we believe his unfortunate passing was not caused by one of the company's products. We view this lawsuit, which was filed by the same law firm as a previous claim, to be equally without merit. On October 9th, Brown ordered the charged lemonade and had two refills before walking home, the complaint said. During the walk, he suffered a cardiac event and was found unresponsive on a sidewalk where he was pronounced dead. The complaint said that at the Panera, the Charged Lemonade was offered side-by-side with drinks with no caffeine or less caffeine, and that it was not advertised as an energy drink and did not have any warnings. The lawsuit does not say whether Mr. Brown ordered a regular or large size.
0: If he ordered the large, like the previous victim, uh, that would be the equivalent of drinking nine Red Bulls back-to-back and then going for a walk?
1: Yeah. Presenting to the emergency room. This man drank nine Red Bulls. Here's what happened to his life. (laughs) <laughs> they, uh, don't add alcohol
0: to this drink. Oh my god.
1: No, you're operating die. On,
0: a, on a level uh, Previously only known to Millennials. Yeah in y- the early
1: aughts your heart will invent like a new uh, Beat for drill rappers to use in their songs. We had don't do it.
0: We had four loco Which is completely different from the, the neutered four loco that they have. Yeah, now. you know you, you call you it more no idea. Uh, I think Buzz Balls might be, come close these days. But what was the other one? There was like an orange one back then. Oh,
1: um Sparks. Sparks, yeah.
0: Insane. I never had either of them. I was... I think I
1: had like a sip of one. I was like, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever tried. Yeah. Fuck you. Also, everyone I know who's had one of these like blacked out immediately and then was awake somehow still for like six more yeah, hours zombie mode. and like got into a lot of trouble. Yeah. I'm not looking for... <laughs> not looking to get into that.
0: But the best take on this... but uh In this this was before, like, it really took off, was uh, Luke O'Neill, who implies the reader should zoom out a bit and fully take in all of the crazy shit that's happening in the world right now and adds an entire Lemonade That Kills You subplot going on in the background.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, we don't need this right now.
0: No. Others injected some humor into this otherwise morbid and dystopian subplot with posts like, they should add the Panera Lemonade That Kills You to these with a photo of the Coca-Cola Remix dispensers. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, An image from Walk Hard with Tim Meadows holding the drink and saying, it's called the lemonade that kills you, Dewey. You don't want none of this shit. What Uh, does it do? (laughs) It kills you. (laughs) A reference to the M. Night Shyamalan movie Old featuring the drink, which reads, I'm at the beach that makes you old drinking the lemonade that kills you. And, of course, the viral image of Me Park on a podcast, but this time she's saying, in America, they have a lemonade that kills you. My favorite one
1: was uh, Ice tea from uh, what is it, Law and Order? He's like, they lure you, they're they're luring in the teens with the, the soups and salads, and that's how they get you hooked on lemonade that kills you. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know, whoever made it did a better job than me. Anyway, folks, maybe it's best to just avoid the lemonade that kills you. Don't do it for the meme. We saw what happened to Trevor Jacob when he did something for the the meme. Yeah, went he's to in jail. prison. Yeah, you could die. Mm-hmm. But let's move over to updates on some of this show's. Favorite criminals and uh, I'd say p- other people whose clout chasing ultimately did them in mm-hmm. was their 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 fatal flaw was their their to the thirst sun. for clout. Talking about Jacob Wall, Martin Schiarelli, and a late breaking update on old Hunter Biden. And let's just get that one out of the way real quick because it was announced right before we started filming Thursday evening. Hunter Biden has been indicted on tax charges. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Uh, the fifty six page court filing laid out a series of charges including allegations that the president's son failed to pay taxes, failed to file, evaded an assessment, and filed a fraudulent form. (laughs) The indictment alleges that rather than pay his taxes, the defendant spent millions of dollars on an extravagant lifestyle. Between 2016 and October 15, 2020, the defendant spent his money on drugs, escorts, and girlfriends, luxury hotels and rental properties, exotic cars, clothing, and other items of a personal nature. In short, everything but his taxes. (laughs) Yeah, the indictment (laughs) said. The charges, which include six misdemeanor tax offenses, were brought by special counsel David Weiss. The case was assigned to Judge Mark Scarcy, who was appointed by former President Donald Trump. So, I mean, we got him. Obviously, this is going to ruin Hunter Biden's presidency and severely hinder his chances at being elected. Oh, I'm just learning this for the first time. Uh, I'm getting word that Hunter Biden is not the president. Oh, he's actually the president's adult son.
0: Oh, okay. his, his
1: large adult son.
0: Well, then I have a, I have a pitch. Uh, remember that old Paris Hilton and uh, what, what what's her name? The uh, Simple Life. Yeah, uh, Nicole Richie. Yeah. The Simple Life with Hunter Biden and George Santos. Hell yeah, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. We can see them down on the
1: farm milking cows. Get yeah, you know. You, you gotta touch some cow shit sometimes. You gotta touch grass. And I know just the guy, Devin Nunes. Oh, yeah, he's got a big old farm. Yeah. I He's
0: would love making to. that California cheese. Reality TV is back, folks, if you want it. But like we said, we have updates on two other weirdos for you today, and let's start with Jacob Wall, because just a few episodes ago, we were talking about how we hadn't heard a peep from old Jacob Wall in quite a while, which meant he was either already incarcerated somewhere, who knows, Or he was actually so terrified of being locked up that he finally took his lawyer's advice and simply shut the fuck up. It took a while, but they figured it out. (sighs) Our last update regarding Wall came as a result of his collaboration with Jack Berkman for unlawful robocalls that attempted to suppress votes in the 2020 election. And that case resulted in a $5.1 million fine for the duo. And, well, we hadn't heard much from them since. Until this week. When court documents made their way online indicating that Jacob Wall pled guilty to multiple felony counts of securities fraud.
1: Yeah, this is so funny when I saw this come up
0: because it was, this is a plot. These are the charges that happened uh, half a decade or more than half a decade ago.
1: Yeah, very long ago. And yeah, this is like a plot line that sort of like went dead. Yeah. Sort of forgot about it. It It's like, oh yeah, wait, oh, he did a whole bunch of other crimes way back then. Yeah, these are those crimes. So yeah, the plea was entered into the court record a few days ago on December 4th, and a sentencing date of January 26th, 2024 was added. According to the documents, he pled guilty to selling false securities, false statements, attempted grand theft, and willfully attempting to defraud someone. And these all stem from when he was arrested all the way back in 2016. Which is wild when you consider all the illegal activities and just general shenanigans that he's been up to in the years since he was first charged with these crimes? Basically, I mean, This all happened before we even knew who he was. This was, was the prequel. Say,
0: this Everything we know and have followed about Jacob Wall happened after this. Wild. Yeah. But speaking of people who have uh, been doing crime since we started doing this show, basically, yet another member of the Rogues Gallery is back in the news again because Martin Scarelli might have actually violated his parole in the dumbest way possible by traveling out of state in order to appear on Tucker Carlson's Twitter show. <laughs> Nobody does it like Martin Shkreli. Here's CNBC. Infamous pharma bro Martin Shkreli
1: violated his prison release conditions to appear on former Fox News host Tucker Carlson's show on X, a court document showed Wednesday. Shkreli, 40, failed to tell his probation officer that he was leaving his home in Queens, New York for an in-person interview with Carlson in Maine, the officer wrote to a judge in federal court in Brooklyn. Notably, at no time did Shkreli advise the undersigned officer nor any other officer within the probation department of his desire to travel out of state to participate in an interview, the officer wrote. Seems like a pretty slam-dunk case. We got it on video. It all happens on X. (laughs)
0: True. Parole violations. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so unfortunately the officer is requesting the court take no action on Shkreli, uh, citing his otherwise positive adjustment, which is kind of fucked up. Considering how badly these kinds of violations can ruin a
0: normal person's life. Yeah, they're used against people all the time. These parole violations seem to be enforced very selectively. Mm-hmm. The reporting adds that in his November 6th appearance on Carlson's show, Shkreli mused on various topics related to his time in prison, upbringing, and prior business dealings, the U.S. probation officer wrote in Wednesday's court filing. An officer became aware of the interview a day later and the following week confronted Shkreli about. Hey man, what the fuck? <laughs> you're making me look bad. Screlly confirmed the studio was in Maine and that he had traveled there by plane and train, according to the filing. He continued to explain that his leaving the judicial district without permission was a reaction to the perception that his previous supervising probation officer was often non-responsive to his requests for travel. The officer wrote, Yeah, I just figured you wouldn't get back to me on time, yeah, so I, so just, I just did it anyway. Yeah. Again, just because your supervising officer was non-responsive doesn't mean you can violate the terms of your release. But that's what he did, and he's almost certainly not going to receive any punishment for it. And if this had been just your average person who, I don't know, had gone to jail for a stint to, uh, for, you know, drug yeah. possession or something, they'd be thrown back in prison
1: Yeah. And for re- doing this. And remember, he got out like two years early for good behavior, yeah. but part of that deal is you're on probation yeah. for the Violating rest, the that rest of that sentence. Uh, yeah, it's, come on. It's all crime and sentences today, folks, and uh, this next story is no different. Although it involves one of those rare punishments that forces the perpetrator to put themselves in the shoes of the person they wronged. A 39-year-old Karen named Rosemary Hain assaulted a Chipotle employee with a bowl of food a few months back and pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor. The judge presiding over the case gave the woman two options for sentencing. 90 days in jail, or, let's check the mystery box, (laughs) 30 days in jail, With an additional 60 days working in a fast food job, she chose the shorter stay and the fast food job, which is awesome. But we can only imagine that this woman is going to be just absolutely insufferable to those around her uh, by the end of the 60 days, or honestly at the beginning. Um, Yeah, I mean, when you work in this kind of retail operation, there is, uh, you know. If, if someone's
0: not pulling their weight, it's real is, fucking annoying. This might be the hardest this woman will have to uh, work. I don't know her background, but fast food work is not easy. No, it's not. Yeah. Um, it's physically and mentally exhausting and, many uh, times, and in some cases you get people throwing food in your face.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a, it's a thankless job. Yeah. Uh, it really wears you down. I just feel bad for everyone who is going to be forced to work yeah. with her.
0: I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Maybe at the start of this gig she would be hopefully super empathetic and cool for the first couple of shifts like yeah. hey look yeah I was a bad person I learned my lesson I'm here to to learn is she working a bit of at the same
1: Chipotle where she it, attacked that wasn't him? indicated she has
0: she hasn't been able to find a job yet uh oh. nobody wants to hire anymore yeah
1: so the, yeah this is a weird thing for a judge to be like this is your sentence and go find a
0: job yeah for 60 days
1: like okay this is your resume is pretty interesting why do you want to work in fast food right now it's like okay well actually i assaulted a fast food worker and i'm being forced to find a fast food job as part of my sentence
0: also uh, i know employers love this but i'm only going to be here for 60 days so all the training that you're going to do to get me up to speed to be a competent and well-performing employee uh just throw that away because in 60 days i'm fucking gone yeah
1: why would any restaurant agree to this unless the court should take, allocate some of the money that would have gone to paying for 60 days in jail, yeah. which is probably a lot of money, and give that to whoever hires her. Because yeah. otherwise, why the fuck would they hire her? This is but, stupid.
0: Look, maybe the first couple shifts, she's like, I'm learning my lesson, and I'm putting myself in everyone's shoes, and you know what? I'm going to make a real good go of it. But as time wears on, there's no way that her true colors won't come out. Oh, which, wait, I give it like 7 days
1: before she she goes back to the judge and she's like, "Look, I'll go to jail." No, she <laughs> said even worse. She's like, "I got I got something big for you. You you take time off of my sentence and I'm going to give you I'm going to give you something so good." After the shift, some of my coworkers go out and smoke weed in the parking lot.
0: <laughs> she narks on yeah. all of them and they're fucking. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, this in turn, this woman's punishment could turn into further punishment for local fast food workers. Yeah, this
1: is not fair. They dude. have to be around her.
0: Like this judge like this
1: woman does not understand that this is only going to make This is like
0: worse. undercover boss except you don't get a reward from the, the CEO at the end yeah. and your life is just much worse off.
1: Yeah, this Man. will this will actually lead to more crime. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Here's CNN with more on this story.
1: Videos of the woman, Rosemary Hain, berating Chipotle worker Emily Russell on September 5th and then throwing the food in her face at close range went viral after the incident. Hain, a 39-year-old mother of four, (laughs) pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor assault charge and received the sentence last week in the Parma, Ohio Municipal Court. Do you want to walk in her shoes for two months and learn how people should treat people, or do you want to do your jail time?
0: Elliot's like literally <laughs> doing the King of the Hill judge, which <laughs> mirrors this story.
1: <laughs> Gilligan asked Hain at the hearing.
0: I'd like to walk in her shoes, Hain
1: responded. Hain has yet to find the job, Gilligan and her attorney told CNN on Wednesday. Oh, you like beer, throwing food around at Chipotle so much. Well, for the next 90 days, you're going to be spending every minute inside a Chipotle. Oh. Dun, done." So yeah, here's the other problem with this though. It's such a public case. It might result in crowds showing up to whatever establishment hires her uh, in order to berate her and throw food at her. It's bizarre to think about. And there there are so many ways for this to go wrong, which is typically why judges usually just go for the standard, (laughs) I don't know, monetary fine and jail sentence and not this type of eye for an eye justice. Yeah. Just put her in the stocks. Let everyone throw their rotting vegetables at her instead. It it is a, a, you know, people say, oh, it's cruel and unusual to put someone in the public stocks. But, like, honestly, a lot of crimes would probably be better (laughs) served uh, with that as a punishment. Instead of throwing someone and making them go to jail. And with
0: everyone composting these days, you just show up with your compost bin for all the vegetables. Yeah. No waste.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, maybe not even... We... uh, we don't even need to use vegetables. Just yeah. put someone in the stocks in public. Public humiliation, it, it
0: needs to come back. Public shaming.
1: Uh, yeah. Sometimes when the judges do this kind of stuff, uh, they just make someone walk around with like a sandwich board sign saying, like, I'm a fucking idiot. I shoplifted from this store. Laugh at me. And like that's the, that's the kind of uh, special sentence I can get behind. What this judge is trying to do with Chipotle like
0: Karen... There's too much to it. Yeah. It's too complicated. It goes too deep. It involves You're too You're punishing many people. everyone around this woman, yeah. too. Yeah. Anyways, finally, today we have two stories regarding the downfall of tech and entertainment companies, and both of these stories are extra frustrating because it really appears as though no one is safe from the very stupid whims of platforms and their leadership, no matter how big and successful you are. No amount of viewership, talent, or accolades are enough to protect some shows from being canceled or, in our first story, an entire country being shut out of the service. Twitch is shutting down Twitch in South Korea entirely. Oh well,
1: does South Korea play video games? Nope. Are
0: games popular there? Nope. Oh, so that's the problem. <laughs> Placing the blame entirely on local internet operators for charging too much for them to operate, and this also comes after Twitch already reduced the streaming quality in South Korea a few months back in order to save money. So they're like, everyone, you can only uh, max is like 720. And we're all good, right? We, we still get all of the views and traffic mm-hmm. from operating in South Korea. You guys get to broadcast and create content for us. It's a sweetheart deal. Mm. Uh, actually, that's we're going to have to go ahead and, sh- and black out the entire country. We're sorry. Here's the Associated Press with more. In a blog post
1: announcing the company's plan this week, Dan Clancy said the network fees the company has been paying to South Korean internet operators were 10 times more than in most other markets. He did not provide specific numbers to back such claims. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit skeptical of that. We've made the difficult decision to shut down the Twitch business in Korea on February 27th, 2024, Clancy said in the post. Twitch was able to lower costs by limiting video quality, he said, but our network fees in Korea are still 10 times more expensive than in most other countries. The move drew vehement complaints from South Korean users and are thought to have encouraged many to switch to other services like YouTube or South Korean streaming sites like TV. The planned withdrawal from South Korea is the latest sign of business struggles at Twitch, which announced in March that it was laying off 400 employees, saying that its user and revenue growth has not kept pace with our expectations. Twitch has been operating in Korea at a significant loss, and unfortunately there is no pathway forward for our business to run more sustainably in that country, Clancy wrote in his blog post.
0: Uh, reminder that Twitch is owned by Amazon, the biggest country in, or company are, in the
1: world. They are, and they've, to my knowledge, they've never made money. Like, I mean, just look look at what the business is. It requires so much overhead costs yeah. in uh, hosting that it's there's just no way to make it profitable yeah. anywhere. So a lot of people are saying like, oh, this might be a sign that Amazon's like finally tired of this Twitch thing. They, yeah, this happens with a lot of companies. They get into gaming. And after a while, they're like, what, what the fuck are we doing? We can't sell this. I mean, People even, are saying the N-word. Even Microsoft, a gaming company, gave up They on, ripped
0: the Band-Aid early. They were like, this yeah, is going nowhere. They
1: quickly, very quickly, they're just like, this is just a money pit. Yeah. We're losing money
0: on every stream. Oh. Well, back here in the States, Spotify is proving that even if you have an award-winning show on a platform that's actually profitable, despite exploiting its artists, that is still not good enough because Spotify has removed large swaths of podcasts that it brought in over the past few years in order to compete in the massive podcasting market. And one of the podcasts that was canceled had recently won a Pulitzer Prize. And this has led many creators in the industry to wonder, what exactly do you want from us? With more on this and the rest of Spotify's recent issues, here's The Verge. The dust is still settling on Spotify's latest round of layoffs. On Monday, Spotify announced it was cutting 17% of its workforce, or approximately 1,500 employees, as a means of making the company even more efficient. This round of layoffs dwarfs the past two this year, with the company cutting about 600 employees in January and another 200 employees, mostly from podcasting, in June.
1: They add that such steep cuts are shocking when the economy is growing and the company is turning a profit. Unlike so many other layoff announcements, this one did not spend a whole lot of time dwelling on macroeconomic factors. Instead, it is an unambiguous attempt at appeasing investors. Ah, we love our investors, don't we, folks? Fuck everyone else. Mm -hmm. Let's get these investors paid. If Spotify was ever serious about making in-depth narrative podcasts, it certainly isn't now. Among its many cuts, the company has decided to cancel Heavyweight after it wraps up its current season. It is one of Gimlet's flagship podcasts and a beloved show among people in the industry. It is also cutting investigative podcast Stolen, which Gimlet launched in 2021, and went on to earn the Pulitzer Prize in audio reporting and a Peabody Award for it this
0: year. We got a Pulitzer and a Peabody. Oh, well, good for you. Wow.
1: Uh, let, let's have a look at your budget, Spotify. So, um, there's a line item here that says you gave Joe, someone named Joe Rogan, like, A hundred million dollars. Yeah. Could that perhaps be contributing to your deficiencies elsewhere? I guess. Probably not. Whatever. Fire everyone else. Keep Joe Rogan around. Uh-huh. It, it, it's such an evil company.
0: Yeah, all around. <laughs> it really is. That's why, like, not that other companies aren't evil, but yeah. that's, it's one of the main reasons why I made the switch the, to Apple Music entirely. The entire landscape, particularly with music, uh, is terrible. But Spotify
1: is the worst symptom of it. And it is wild that podcasting has now, they, they've figured out a way to fuck that up, too, which is, like, podcasting is the ideal, honestly, independent media uh Medium, yeah. because anyone can publish anywhere. It's all, like, kind of open source. And, and uh,
0: comparatively, comparatively, not that it's cheap, but comparatively a lower, lower overhead yeah. than most other productions. I mean, it
1: sounds like I haven't listened to these two shows that got canceled. They're probably very well produced. Yeah, but, they're yeah. probably, you know. A, Well-researched. A Gimlet and... and, like, yeah, they these investigative shows, they are, you know, a lot of researchers, producers, and stuff like that. They cost money, but it's, like...
0: It's not like an HBO Films documentary or something.
1: Yeah, it seems like it would be pretty easy to balance that budget or you know if you just want to be taken seriously as a media brand you keep that around even though you're losing money because you're winning fucking pulitzer prizes
0: that's exactly what i was going to say like even if this is a loss leader you keep it around because it makes your overall operation look good
1: yeah no this is it's always so annoying when companies don't get that Mm -hmm. they just see it as a line item like why do i own this
0: yeah um and this is a this of course, comes after the company dumped around a billion dollars into podcasting over the past few years. And as Elliot pointed out, that would be most notably signing Joe Rogan for what was a reported to be around a hundred million dollars.
1: Can someone please, my kids need to yeah. eat. <laughs> can someone who's good at the economy tell me how to fix this? <sighs> <Fuck>. Anyways,
0: anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's news dump for this week. We'll be back for weekly weird news very soon. Uh, surprise, we've been swindled by Mr. George Anthony DeVolder. It happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> he still has time, he still has until Monday, I believe, to fulfill our obligations of creating a video, but at this point, no. who even cares? He
1: took our money, he went to Miami, he's having a blast.
0: Yeah, he, had, he was dragging those suitcases with dollar bills yeah. flying out, but you know, it, at the very least, it does feel good to be part of the cultural zeitgeist yeah. in knowing that we too were taken advantage of by George Anthony Devol. We're now test. part
1: of the story. <laughs>
0: Even more so than it, if he had actually done the video.
1: Yeah, put us on the Wikipedia.
0: Yeah. Anyways, if you want to know more about George Santos's latest antics, or you want to watch our most recent episode of Tech News Day about the dumbest AI news you've ever heard and the most incendiary Elon Musk shit you've ever heard, all in one video, we've got them for you, popping up in just a second. But before they do, you got to earn it. You know what to do. You got to like the Number video. Number one, like it. Number two, leave a comment or reply to a comment. Engagement. Number number three, subscribe to the channel if you're not already for some reason. Number four, optional. Click the join button. Number five, not optional. Press the
1: bell so you know when we upload.
0: Also, yeah, this video wasn't sponsored, so click the join button. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Now the videos are up there. Watch those. We'll be back soon for Weekly Weird News. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.